Please welcome, please welcome, welcome. This is another episode of the Defenders of Business Value podcast, a podcast where we talk about what makes a business valuable, learn the tips and tactics to increase your company's value that only veteran dealmakers know. And now here's your host, Ed Mysogland. Welcome to another edition of the Defenders of Business Value podcast. I'm your host, Ed Mysogland. And today we're talking about SIMS and SIMS, it's CIM, that stands for Confidential Information Memorandum. And that is the primary document that buyers review from sellers uh, that has their information, you know, information about the business. And that SIM, and other people call it Confidential Business Review, others call it the pitch book, the book, um, prospectus. But for our purposes, we're just going to call it a SIM. And the purpose of the SIM is to provide uh, a comprehensive, confidential, well-structured document that facilitates, you know, information about the business that that prospective buyers are going to want to know all the while while protecting the seller's proprietary and sensitive information. So this thing, this thing is it's one of two documents that that drive the sale for for anybody in the deal space. So the first one is a teaser and the second one is the sim. And the sim, you know, it's intended, you know, let's talk about its purposes. So one it's confidentiality, all right? So as the the name suggests, the sim is designed to main confidentiality. It's the it's the first introduction of the business to the buyer. And that SIM should answer 75 to 80% of any normal buyer's questions. And we already know, you know, anybody that's been in the business for any period of time knows just kind of the standard questions. And then every business is unique. And and those additional 20, 25%, um, you know, need to be augmented. Okay. So it has some but not all information. This is not intended to do, be due diligence. It's intended to be pre-due diligence. So it's going to have enough information about the business to help them establish a an, a, a value and be whether whether or not um, this is a, a viable candidate for acquisition. The next thing, it's a marketing tool. All right, a well done and comprehensive sim uh, will help. The buyer accelerate the purchase process, and it will demonstrate, you know, your command of the business. Um, it, you know, we have we have certainly seen that a well prepared sim can make a business more appealing to buyers by hi- highlighting the strengths and and opportunities and competitive advantages. So, a well done document actually helps the sale and helps accelerate the sale. And then lastly, it, it helps with pre-negotiations. All right. So so the the SIM can form um you know initial information that the buyer and seller are going to refer to during their their interaction. And this will help streamline the negotiation process. And so that's why it's so important to have you know, good, clean financial statements as well as accurate information. So the, um, you know, so so it facilitates the negotiation, you know, further down 
the process road. All right. And then lastly, I want you to remember, I mean, time kills all deals. Uh, this, If this document is well prepared, it will save you a massive amount of time. Okay. So now let's, let's talk about what all the SIM contains. So it has an executive summary. It has a business overview, industry information, operational overview, financial information, customer information, marketing, human resources, technology, growth opportunities, assets included in the sale. At times there are, um, you know, this is kind of an optional one, you know, the terms of the terms of the deal, um, you know, what kind of transaction are you looking for? And then lastly, you know, the, uh, an appendices that have um, the supporting information. All right. So let's let's begin with the executive summary. So the executive summary is is really super easy. It's it's how would you describe your business to to some to someone you just met and you want to talk about, you know, it's track record, financial performance, operational foundation. I mean, it, it, it's it's really just an introduction, like an, a high level overview of of your business. It is truly that simple. So then we move into the business overview. All right. And you want to talk about the first thing is is the founding story. You know, how did you get into it? If you bought it or if you started it? And when did you start it? And if you acquired it, you know, describe why you bought it and the history from the time you before you bought it till the time till now and any particular milestones. You know, that's the next thing is 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 the milestones of of achievements of the business. And and maybe you're saying, well, you know, it doesn't for me, it's it's no big deal. Um, you know, we don't really have milestones. Well, every business, there are certain things that you remember about your business. And I think you should include that. So some of the milestones that I think you should include would be, you know, something that happened that considerably grew the business. You know, I would include when it was founded, if you have any particular um, uh, products or services or new products or services you introduced, I would put that. Any key customer wins or significant contracts, I would, you know, if you expanded into new markets or into new, new geographic regions, if you've ever received any awards or recognitions, if you've had any acquisitions or merged any companies in with yours, and then any kind of innovations that you might have. I would then talk about your your market. And so, you know, I, th I think any buyer wants to, to, to kind of understand what the market trends are. So if, you've, if you're aware of any market trends that are going on, because the buyer will find out, um, I think it's important to, to put that out. Any strategic shifts in the business? In the business um, has the business model always been the same? Have you always offered the same product or service? Are you still targeting uh, the same type of customers? Then we move into an overview of leadership and personnel changes. You know who 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 runs the day to day? Are there any key hires that that uh, that made a favorable impact on the business? Um, you know, have you reduced any any personnel? You know, the technology is is displacing some people. Is you know, 
if so, you know, what does that look like? Um, have you had any acquisitions or partnerships? You know, just the, the rationale behind them and the outcomes that they achieved. Any kind of technology? Um, I would discuss any kind of commitment to technology and innovation that you've made. Is, and if there's anything proprietary within your business, you you certainly want to talk about it. I'd also talk about brand reputation. You know, does the, the company's reputation, you know, and standing in, in the industry, what does it look like? Um, because again, buyers will find out. And then lastly, or the last couple of things, you know, has it always been in the present form? Like, for example, you know, some, some people change from, you know, a, a C corp to an S corp or from an LLC to an S, you know, what has it always been in this form? And then, then the last question is, you know, what, have, what have you failed to do? You know, that you got into this business, what it, what had you hoped to do that perhaps you hadn't done? All right, let's go to the industry review. So when you're evaluating an industry, you have to establish who do you serve? You know, what's going on in the industry? And and you can you can find that through Ibis World or your public library. There's a there's a lot that as well as trade magazines. So I think a general statement of this is the state of the industry. Are you in a in a growing industry or or a maturing industry? Um, or is it new? And you know, it's kind of a a a, a big land grab. But you want to address kind of the the state of the industry. And you may say, look, I don't know what the state of the industry is, and and I understand that. But I do think that that you have a lot more understanding than the buyer does. And so if you're following any kind of trade magazines um, or industry intelligence, you definitely want to include that. So you want to talk about, you know, just the growth of the industry, because again, the remember business valuation is about, is, a, is about growth. So if you're in a dying industry, you know, we may have to cons consider how we're going to market this given um, the declining of the industry. You know, do do we have enough time for us to 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 get our money out? And that may not be that may not be a good thing. So you do want to get your arms around that. Now I'll list some sources that you can go to 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 kind of get a, a clearer understanding of of your industry. All right. So now let's talk about an operational overview. All right. This is this this area. The buyer wants to understand at a high level what you do and how you do it. Right? Not you don't want to give away any trade secrets or anything like that, but they do want to understand, you know, how the business operates. So we'll first begin with an outline of the operation. All right. Any kind of key stages or key steps that that you do to deliver your your products or services. That's what they want to do. And you can you can easily just put this on a piece of paper and draw out, you know, this is step by step by step. And next is operational structure. You want to describe the organization structure in the business. What's the hierarchy? You know, this is essentially an organizational chart. You know, and we'll talk more about that in the employee section, but operational structure, who's responsible for what in the process? If you have inventory, you want to talk about your inventory management. How do you manage the inventory, including ordering and restocking procedures? 
Next, you want to talk about your supplier relationships. All right. Who who are they? You know, is there a lot of them? You know, are there alternatives versus what you what you currently have? That that's a big issue. A concentration of one supplier without the prospect of additional ones increases risk and decreases your value. So you want to highlight any kind of supplier relationships that, um, you know, that are diversified in nature, as well as, you know, if if there's any uh, cost cutting or I'm sorry, cost savings measures or exclusive supplier partnerships, you you want to talk about that. Um, Next, you want to talk about quality control. How do you control your quality? You know, what's the oversight? Is there anybody paying attention to what's going out the door because a buyer will want to identify if there's any kind of um, efficiencies that could immediately be implemented to improve the cash flow margins. The next thing is cost controls. What do you do in order to control costs? How do you know, do you have, um, you know, do you have mechanisms in mind um, or in, in the business that will help the buyer understand um, through your financial statements, you know, where are the controls and is there opportunities to further control the costs to improve the margin? Next, we want to talk about KPIs. If KPIs are key performance indicators. If you have any kind of uh, KPI in your business, um, you know, a lot of people are like, look, Ed, I just... You know, if we have a profit at the end of the month, that's my KPI. I get it. But some some are looking at leads. Some are looking at funnels. Some are looking at, you know, just just how many how many leads are coming through the door. What, what's their Google ad spend? You know, different things like that. There's KPIs for every business, whether you whether you know it or not. But whatever you're paying attention to in your business, you want to share it with the buyer because they want to pay attention to it too. Next, under operational uh, overview, you want to highlight the scalability and growth potential. Like I've said it a hundred times, business valuation is about growth. So if you can lead the buyer to water, this is how you would grow this business. That will help. You want to address any kind of competitive advantages you have from an operational standpoint, you know, um, whether it's costs, whether it's superior technology or unique capabilities, you want to describe those. And then lastly, you want to talk about operational challenges. If there's any kind of challenges that you've experienced, you know, beyond just the the day to day of being a business owner, you want to share that with the with the buyer. All right, next we're going to move into financial analysis. Every buyer is going to spend a lot of time here. So you want to include your historical financial statements. So this this includes your income statement and balance sheet and a seller's cash flow analysis. And you will we'll talk about the valuation here shortly um, as far as how to calculate seller's discretionary cash flow. All right. You want to include your interim financial statements. The buyer will con- consistently ask for this. You know, if it ends the month, whenever you close out a month, you want to supplement your SIM with the most current information you have. And 
if it's over the over a year end, just anticipate that the buyer is going to want to see your year ends as soon as they're available and tax return as soon as that's available. If you in QuickBooks, you can do a year to year comparison. If you if you have that ability, that would that's a really good way to to highlight what's going on. Um, detailed revenue breakdown. What are your revenue streams? Super easy. You know, you in QuickBooks, it, it's it's very easy to to identify. You know what, um, what's the revenue and what does it comprise of? Is product service combination of both, but you just want to break that down and then expense analysis. All right. What you want to highlight any kind of major uh, components and then the typical ones are cost of goods sold, payroll and rent. And if there's any forthcoming changes in those expenses, you want to establish working capital. You know, every business, every business, there's two checks that when you, when you acquire a business, the first check is to buy it. Second one's to, to, for the working capital. In this case, we, we need to have a clear understanding of what does it take to actually run this business. Next, we want to have our EBITDA, so earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization, and our adjusted EBITDA. And again, we're going to talk about that here shortly, but, um, but for the most part, everybody wants to know how how am I going to pay myself, pay pay any kind of debt, and get a return of it on my investment? And doing that analysis will will guide you to that. Next is capex. Capex stands for capital expenditures. You want to you want to include, you know, how much how how much do you have to put into the business in order to you know, to keep the equipment running optimally. Like, for example, we have a we, we have a uh, uh, an equipment rental business. Well, you know, their cash flow is a couple million dollars, but you know, each year they're they're having to to put tons of money into the equipment. So the depreciation expense that they're taking is really not depre is is really not depreciation it's deterioration so we back that out and we don't include that in our cash flow analysis because we know that you know that's just the tax that's just the tax thing we have to we have to go back and continue to reinvest into the equipment if we're going to continue to sell it and then you know if you have any any understanding of financial risks Financial risk, meaning you know, customer concentrations, market volatility, any kind of regulatory changes, you want to share those. And then, like the last section, if you know of any growth or or strategy that um, you know that the buyers should entertain, this is a good place to to start um, and and share that. Okay, so the initial information um, that we just discussed, I mean, everybody seems to understand why, you know, that certainly buyers are going to want to talk about financials and and things like that and and how the business works and and so on and so forth. Now, now where we're going from here, like customer analysis, this is where we're going to begin. I mean, that that is really important. And you're going to say, well, that's you know, that's kind of invasive into the business. And it's true, but I want to kind of walk through, um, you know, some some questions that the buyer likely will be asking of you 
and why, and then its impact on value and how you can how you can prepare. All right, so customer demographics. You know, so who is the customer base? Can you provide any kind of segmentation information? You know, where are they located? Who they are? You know, just what is, what do they look like? What's the avatar? Um, what are the demographics? Was the geography? How do you collect data? So then, why are buyers asking that? Well, they want to they want to try to assess um, you know the market and the scope of the, of you know how wide is your net as as it relates to 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 obtaining customers. So its impact on value is that you know the more diversified customer base, whether it be in in type of customer geography. Um, you know the the size you know the 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 less or i should say the greater the greater uh favorable impact on value and then how do you prepare well you're going to have to understand you know your customer and where they come from you know next let's talk about customer base and loyalty you know so who are their key customers how are they diversified and you know is there a retention rate um you know some people call that churn, you know, how many, how many customer, you know, you're, you're replacing uh, customers as, as you're losing them. You know, what is the, that churn rate? And do you have any kind of long-term contracts? So buyers want to know this because having a state, you know, predictability, you know, so stability and predictability are keys to, to, to keeping business value high. All right. So a loyal and diverse customer base will considerably increase the business's value because it lowers the risk and, and it, you have stable earnings. So again, back to the same thing, the more predictable, the less risk, the less risk, the higher the value. How do you prepare? You know, you're going to, you need to, to have your, your arms around, you know, where your customers are coming from and, and who they are. So next, let's talk about revenue sources. So what is the what is the primary uh, sources of revenue? You know, is, are they if you have multiple services, is there a service that leads the way? You know, how does that how does that look? And then buyers are going to want to understand, you know, the consistency of these revenue streams and what's the likelihood that they're going to continue to to be uh, as they historically have been. So. The impact on value is that consistent and diverse revenue streams can lead to a higher valuation. And then how do you prepare? You know, your your financial statement, you should be ready with some financial statements that breaks down your revenue, you know, where, where it's coming from. All right, next is market position. So, you know, how does your how does your business stand in comparison to the market? What makes you different? So buyers want to understand your your position because it helps them understand the current market share your competitive advantage and where they're going to be able to go in order to grow the business so a strong market position as it relates to value is a clear competitive advantage and will increase the the value of the business um you know understanding who your customer is and why they come to you increases business value next let's talk about customer satisfaction so questions are you know how do you measure customer satisfaction you know and and do you have any kind of examples so why buyers want to know you know they are 
undoubtedly looking at Google reviews, you know, and, and looking you up on the internet. So, so it, customer satisfaction directly indicates the business service quality. All right. Um, and you know, the, the let, you know, everybody has bad reviews. I mean, zero question about that. So periodically, you know, you need to be in a position to answer, you know, what led to that poor review. So you want to, you just want to get, get your arms around, you know, what's being said about you on the internet. So next let's talk about the relationships. So what key business relationships and partnerships do you have? You know, you know, if you have these relationships and partnerships, what's the likelihood that they're going to transfer to the buyer? It becomes really, really important for the buyer to be able to assume those types of relationships. So if, if they're tied to the business owner, you know, that's going to impair the value a little bit. So how do you prepare? You're going to want to detail any kind of partnerships or relationships that bring value to the business, such as suppliers distributors or industry collaborators. So any kind of customer challenge, you know, challenges and risks, you know, the, the, the biggest challenge that you have is alternatives. Where, where else can your buyer get the service that you serve product or service that you provide? And the buyers want to understand that, you know, what's the likelihood that you're a flight risk and where are you going and how do I retain you? And so the ability to understand why a buyer continues to work with you will reduce the the impact, uh, you know, any kind of impact on value. And then preparation, you know, you just got to be honest about the challenges that you experience. I mean, every business has it, so you might as well be honest about it. And because, again, the buyer will find out. So now future growth opportunities. Um you know, how does the business grow? How are they going to either, uh, how do you, how does the buyer either expand its customer list, sell more to its current customers, or attract new customers? Therein lies the whole, you know, the cornerstone to, the, to all of these questions is growth of the customer. How do I do that? And so understanding, understanding all of that will certainly help you increase the value of the business, or at least maintain the value. If the more you understand your customer, the more you understand how you might be able, how the buyer might be able to capitalize on the, on the customer base or grow it, the, the, the greater the likelihood that you're going to get a premium value. So again, this is all about risk. The buyer will never buy a business if, if they don't understand, um, the customers and why they do business with you. It's just too much of a risk. So this is a real important one. All right, next let's talk about marketing. So, you know, we get a lot of pushback on this. I mean, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be too difficult. I mean, we're, as a, a buyer wants to know what you're using for marketing, you know? So, so what's your collateral? You know, when I say collateral, print information, Digital collateral, you know, websites, email templates, sales collateral. What do you, what are your leave behinds? You know, if you have scripts, promotional collateral, but uh, posters, banners, and such branding. You know, what what logos do you use and typography and colors and brand identity? You know, they want to understand the the like like with customers. They also want to understand 
the revenue breakdown. You know, when you create a sale, where is it coming from and what's what what does it look like? What has it looked like over the last several years? Is there, you know, can you can you break down the revenue by by source of revenue? That's really important. Is there any seasonality to it? Sales and marketing want to again, like the last section, talk about, you know, understand where the the you know who the customer um you know who the customer is customer base is and why uh, you know is there any kind of concentration you know do you have any kind of kpis and and the like sales channels you know you know describe your sales channels and strategy which include your sales team structure and performance metrics you know how do you reach your customers that's the main thing it's how how does this how does your business work your marketing strategy. And again, by the way, you some of this you do not have to pony up. I mean, it's not like you're not going to at some point we can phase out, we can phase the this type of information out to the buyer cuz you might be sitting there saying, you know, I'm I'm giving up the entire, you know, everything about my business and you know, I don't know if I have a deal. And that's true. So you, I mean, some of this stuff, we we want to be sensitive that we're not giving away any kind of proprietary information that would give a, a, a potential buyer a competitive advantage if they went out and opened a shop or bought another business like yours. All right, back to this. We also want to know um, the tech stack, you know, on sales and marketing. What are you using? What platforms are you using to generate you know, to, to house the information, you know, what CRMs and such, um, what email marketing service do you use, things to that effect that generate marketing and, and sales. Then we talk about reviews. Um, we want to talk, you know, like I said in the last one, you want to know what's being said about you on the internet. You know, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, you do need to 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 at least know what's going on out there because the buyer is going to to certainly get you know get their arms around it and you know want to know you know why did you get that one star review so that is marketing and sales okay this next uh, section is about people human resources and this is probably the most um sensitive information you know we talk about customers and customers indeed are are sensitive but as far as employees you want to make first and foremost is sanitize when i say sanitize that means no names no names of of anybody that's in the business and and same thing with customers you just use industry like you know for example you know um like in our community there's a large pharmaceutical called eli Lilly. well you can you can say you know public pharmaceutical company you know it may be Lily, it may be a hundred others that are public companies. All right. So back to human resources. Everybody's gonna want to know about about people. And so so when we talk about it, let's talk about you know the potential questions like, you know, who what kind of skills and experience are required to work at your business? All right. Do you have any kind of turnover? What's the likelihood? You know, where do you find people? Are there any key employees and what are their roles? You know, how do you keep them? You know, how is customer, customer, how is employee morale? 
and what is the culture like? You know, do you know, is it a eat what you kill kind of environment? Or is there, you know, is it is it, you know, one for all, all for one kind of environment? Any kind of employee related, you know, legal challenges, meaning has anybody sued you for wrongful termination or things like that? And then what's the salary structure? So why do buyers want to know that? Well, they again, they want to they want to figure out, you know, they're uh, trying to as, uh, assess the skill and stability of the, the workforce. If I have to go get more people, where am I going to find them? They want to understand the key personnel. So when you leave, who is going to run the business? You know, who who are these key people that might either be developed up into a a a, a, a another level of management or who are these people that you know might be flight risks right is there a cultural fit you know you want to understand you know is there do you have a, a particular culture like I, you know there's there's companies that we've seen where you know that company is really a family and you know some have family members and that's true but Others, I mean, they've worked together for a long time, so this is going to be a quite a transition. And you know, you need to understand how do you, how will you fit into that culture? You know, the buyer's going to want to know that. You know, do you have any kind of, you know, every buyer wants to know about the legal liabilities and what's the ramifications and any other financial obligations, you know, associated with the workforce. So now, impact on value. When we talk about that, in, you know, when the employee expertise and stability, again, high high turnover will certainly suggest a lower multiple because it's higher risk. You know, do you have any kind of key employee that you're dependent on? Is there any kind of reputational risks? You know, as we, we talked in the last couple of sections, is that you want to perhaps, you know, make sure that you understand what's being said about you on the Internet. And then lastly, any kind of any um, any other financial commitments that you need to that the buyer would want to be aware of. So how do you prepare? Well, first thing you want to do is, is have an org chart. You know, here's everybody in the company. Here's kind of the the how they all stack up your employee documentation. You know, if you have um, payroll records, you want to keep those handy because at some point you would you would like to to. Uh, be able to furnish them in a timely fashion to the buyer uh, at the appropriate time. You want to, uh, if you do have high turnover rates, you want to, uh, you know, address why. You know, you just, you want to be in a position that 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 it's it may be the nature, but here's how we solve this problem. If you have, um, you know, comp and benefits. You know, if you've done any market analysis, this is, you know, here's kind of where we sit as compared to our, our competition. And then you want to communicate, you know, it's, if you do have a culture, um, you know, how does it contribute to the company's success? Next, you want to talk about, you know, training and development. Are you are you helping your your employees get better? And if necessary, do you talk about uh, health and safety? Do you? your any kind of plans that are in place. So that's about the um about employees. Now, let's talk about you. Like if you are the business, the buyer wants to talk 
and understand about you know that the that the business is going to continue to operate or without you so the customer you know they want to understand how dependent you are from an operational standpoint from a customer standpoint from an employee standpoint from a supplier standpoint and from leadership you know if you're that person on all those fronts you know the risk is fairly high to the buyer because you're you're in all those roles so what do you so what questions will the the buyer ask you know describe your day your day-to-day operations how do your customers perceive your role have you ever taken any kind of extended absence or vacation or something more than just a week you know who are the key relationships in the business and then any can you describe any kind of business any strategic business decisions that are being made without you and so how do you mitigate that risk you know you you need that strong second tier management and you may not have it and that's okay it, again if, but if you do have the time to to address some of these things i would suggest that you do it if you can systematize the operations so that the buyer understands the um you know just you know how the business operates as a system that would be helpful transitioning key any kind of relationships from you to the next to you know so a key person on your staff that's really important and then you need a detailed transition plan you know you need that plan regardless you know if something does happen to you what what are you going to do with the business so so that's that's a, a, a certainly an important one and you know there's more i mean you know we're trying to address every every um issue that the um that the buyer may ask you but you know each buyer dif- differs so anticipate you know we i'm certain we hit probably 80 percent of them but anticipate there'll be more all right so now let's talk about technology so potential questions from the the buyers are what kind of technology do you use you know they want to they want to know you know the the biggest thing is if you have proprietary technology and that's either really good or really bad so if it's really good if you know you you're able to um if you if you have proprietary proprietary technology that that makes your business hum along that's great the question is what happens when it stops does the whole business fall apart and a lot of businesses that we work with that is indeed the case so if you but if you're using you know some off the shelf perhaps customized a little bit you know that's not a bit that's not a bad thing that actually helps the the um the buyer um because they can capitalize on what you're doing with off the shelf you know um products so next is how how integral is your technology to to the business you know like uh, if you're like any business like mine um technology is really important you know what's next is what's the state of your online presence you know everybody wants to know what 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 do you look like you know not only in the marketplace you know in real life but also digitally Next is how do you handle security and privacy? And is the technology that you're using can be scaled, meaning can can it grow quickly? 
So, so how do you prepare? You just need, you, number one, you need to, to document your technology. You know, if, if you do have, you know, you, you do have to invest in, in, um, in technology. So if, if you have an antiquated system, like an antiquated database, like in my case, like we do, you know, it is, it, it works and the pain associated with leaving, I know, but as far as would somebody, like if someone was looking at our business, would they find it attractive given the, the platform we use? I'm going to say we're probably going to experience a somewhat of a penalty. So you want to, next you want to optimize your online presence. You want to make sure that you're protecting data. Um, you, you, you do want to, um, understand the, um, you do want to understand how technology works in your business. Not that it's just part of the business, but how does it work? Having thought through all of those, all those, um, areas of technology, the buyer likely is going to pick up right where you left off, unless it's a, a large buyer, and then they'll probably assim assimilate your tech into theirs. But regardless, having an understanding of how it works will certainly mitigate that risk. The next section is talking about growth. Every business owner or every business buyer, I should say, is going to want to know not just what the business is today, but what can it be in the future? You know, what's the likelihood it can grow to be bigger and more profitable than it is today? And so, and so when you're talking to the buyer, you know, you need to, and maybe you do, maybe you understand this and maybe you don't, I, I have no idea, but you do want to, if you do understand it, you need to understand, you need to be able to communicate that, you know, how would you expand the market? You know, where, what product or service innovation would you undertake to increase the business? You know, what kind of customer base diversification, you know, should you be doing right now? And the next is, you know, Layering on new technology, would that help? You know, is, is that the growth that we're talking about? And then lastly, you know, are there partnerships that can be established that we want to, um, that would help grow the business? And so you want, you, you want to get your arms around, around that because, you know, they're going to do their own research, but if you can share some of the tools and resources that you have at your fingertips about, you know, this is how I would grow my business if I had another 10 years, I think that would be very helpful to, to the buyer. Um, all right. Next, we're going to talk about the asset list. Every buyer wants to know, what am I buying? So, so quite frankly, this is super super easy you want you you want to create a spreadsheet or a, you know get a create a table you know you can even handwrite it you want to include the make model year of manufacture and any unique attachments features or capabilities of that piece of equipment you want to establish what kind of condition it is and don't say it's like new when it's probably in fair condition you want to be honest of, of, of its condition because chances are there's going to be a, an equipment appraiser that's going to come along and, and size it up. 
Um, you want to to also talk about, you know, are there any kind of maintenance and repair records that you have? You know, that, um, you know, especially for those that are in manufacturing or trucking, for example, you know, that these things become really, really important. You know, any kind of replacement or upgrade history, you know, in a lot of trucking companies, you know, the 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 engines have been you know totally redone and it and it adds life to the to the asset so you want to be able to to talk about that and then is there any kind of um you know what kind of um lifespan remains on the current equipment and by just saying you know if you keep if you take care of it it'll run forever is probably not the answer that any buyer wants so you want to you want to be able to what this buyer is trying to figure out is okay if i buy the business today how long before i have to start reinvesting in equipment in order to keep it running that's the the ultimate question as far as the detail of you know here's the listing of my equip of my equipment every Buy, buyers going to need that from an asset sales standpoint, as well as any kind of bank for to establish their collateral. All right. Um, lastly, tours of the business. You want to to make sure that um, you want to make sure on this that you talk about how a buyer will see the business. You know, you can you can do it over Zoom. You could you know you could get a lot of these questions answered, but at some point they're they're going to want to come and see the business. So you might as well address it in advance for how this is going to work. So first, you know, you need at least a couple of days notice before um, before anybody's going to come visit. You need to establish when they're coming to visit. All right, the time. You know, is it going to be after hours? Is it going to be during working, working, uh, you know, during the workday? The next thing is check in. Who are you going to meet with? You know, are you going to meet with you, the business owner, or who is going to, who are they going to meet with? And the biggest thing is, um, you know, you just don't show up at the front desk and say, you know, I'm here to look at the facility kind of thing. That's what you're trying to avoid. The next thing is time limit. You know, it should, you know, most business, you can walk the floor of uh, most businesses within, within an hour. And that it's only for, for, for the buyer to see it, not necessarily to, to stay and ask a bunch of questions. Next is the buyer should understand that there's no disruptions. You know, you're not, you're not there to disrupt anyone or anything. The dress code, you want to be, you want the buyer to understand that, you know, if it's, you know, everybody in your, your place is wearing jeans and a, and, uh, you know, a company t-shirt, you know, that's one thing, you know, showing up in a suit is going to do nothing but draw attention to them. So, so have them dress appropriately. Number, you know, number six is again, this confidentiality is really important. So, Make sure everybody understands that you're not going to, we're not going to be talking about sensitive information about the sale of the business here on the floor or anywhere where a, uh, an employer or customer could can hear. Next is employee interaction. 
absolutely no, no. You're not going to interact with employees unless the unless the seller says so. And again, this is about observation only. So, so refrain from interfering with day to day operations. And then, lastly, you don't video, take, don't take pictures. You know, you want to make sure that they're not going to take pictures or <clears throat> record anything without your permission. So that is the tours of the business. And then the last section is super easy is a frequently asked questions. So you're going to, you're as a seller, you're going to hear the same question over and over and over and over again. So why not just cut, cut to the chase and create a section of questions and answers that you, you consistently continue to hear. And then that, that'll do it. That is how that's a SIM. That's how you create one, and that is what you should expect from one. So I hope uh, you enjoyed this episode of Defenders of Business Value, and we'll see you next week. This was another episode of the Defenders of Business Value podcast. For more episodes packed with strategies to increase the value of your business, visit DefendersOfBusinessValue.com for show notes, transcripts, and free tools to start you on your journey. Subscribe now so you don't miss any future episodes.